But in Mark chapter 4, verse 21, I want to read two or three verses there. And this is, and I want to read this because this is really laying out our life and the way we're to live it. And Jesus said, and he said unto them, is a candle brought to be under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick. For there is nothing hid which will not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Heavenly Father, we bow our head once again this morning, Lord, and we thank you, God, for another day, Lord, that you brought us out to your house this morning. We thank you for the beautiful song that's been sung this morning. We thank you, Lord, for those that's been lifted up in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you today for your mercy, your grace, and love, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross for us that we would not have to go to hell this morning. So, Father, I just pray this morning as we look into the Word of God this morning, we call upon you once again today, God, to just send the Holy Spirit, Lord, to anoint each and every one of our ears this morning, Lord, that we may hear and heart that we may receive. Uh, Father, help us this morning. We stand, God, as your servant and your mouthpiece this morning. And, God, I'm just going to get out of the way, God, and let you take over this morning. And, God, you just bless and undertake this morning. Lord, if there's one sick here in this building, Lord, I pray, God, that they'll just be healed as we speak this morning. God, I pray there's one sin sick, one that's lost this morning and don't know the way. I pray, God, this morning, Lord, will be the day, Lord, that they come and allow you to start a new life with them, Lord. Father, we just ask now your blessings upon the remainder of this service. In Jesus' name and God's people all said amen and amen. amen. Now, I want to thank here, and then I want to go back over there to the message. But as Jesus spoke, and he referred to our lives, right? He referred to our lives as a candle. Now, what does a candle do when it's lit? It gives off light. So I want us to think this morning about where we've got our candle lit or not. And so if we've got our candle lit, then what kind of light is it giving out, not only into the church, but what kind of light is it giving out to the world out there? Are we setting an example with it? Are we making the light light enough that the world can see and know who we are serving this morning? Now, Jesus said, just like I believe a lot of people are today, they may have a candle uh, and they may have it lit. I'm talking about their lives. Uh, but, you know, when you look at what Jesus said, he said it's not brought, not brought to be put under a bush or under a bed. Why is that? Uh, because you cannot see it. Now, I believe there's a lot of Christians this morning uh, that's got gifts in God. I believe there's a lot of Christians this morning who's really talented. I believe there are a lot of Christians this morning uh, that just, I don't know, the devil just got them held back, Brother Dean, uh, just got them held back to where they won't bring out uh, their life from under the bed or throw the bushel off and let it let it shine among the world. Amen. Uh, uh, so Jesus said... Uh, 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 is the candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing, listen to this, uh, for there is nothing hid. Uh, you may put it under a bushel. Uh, 
Hey, man, you may be a Christian, and you may hide it under a bush or under a bed, but that's what Jesus said. Uh, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Hey, man? Neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad or brought to the light. And then he said, here, if any man, and that means women too, if anyone have ears to hear, let him hear. What did Jesus say? He said, if anyone's got ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear the word of God. But James said, don't just be a hearer of the word, but he said, be a doer of the word. Get that candle out and let it shine abroad. Amen. In other words, what is our life? What is the world seeing in us this morning? Now, if you go back over there into chapter Matthew chapter 7, and let's go back over there as I laid that out there, and just let's look at some things. In Matthew chapter chapter. Let me find it here. Chapter 7 and verse 12, it said this. Jesus was still speaking now. And he said, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even to them. Does anybody, has anybody got ears this morning? Does anybody hear this morning? Does anybody not understand what Jesus is saying here? If you've got ears to hear what I'm saying, then be a doer of what I say and not just a hearer only. He said, for this is the law and the prophets. Uh, now Jesus here uh, was just closing his sermon on the mount uh, and here he presents uh, two choices, uh, amen, to the listener. So he is giving from the verse 13 uh, on down through uh, uh, verse 29 uh, uh, here he in his closing sermon on the mount uh, here he is presenting two choices uh, to the listeners amen so this morning what he's saying here uh, I'm going to give you two choices uh, but you're only going to be able to choose one of them amen how many listen to this this morning so we're just closing up or finishing up a sermon on the mount brother Johnny and he left us with this. He presented two choices to the listener. So the first choice here in verse 13 and 14, he said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, uh, and few there be that find head. So he gave us two choices here this morning. What are the two choices this morning that we have to choose from? First of all, we've got to choose one of these two choices. And uh, so the question is, uh, but let me say this before I say what I'm going to say next. Uh, you know, people think today, uh, they think uh, uh, that they uh, uh, know their own destiny in life. Amen? That's true. That's true, Brother Trey. They think they know their own destiny in life. They think they're in control of their life. They think they know everything about their life. But are we in control of our life? Do we know our destiny this morning? 
Well, we can know our destiny this morning uh, because our destiny is going to end one of these days uh, and our destiny is either going to lead us to hell or heaven this morning. If you got ears, church, hear it this morning. So Jesus said, which road are you on this morning? You're on one, you're either on a broad way or you're either on a narrow way. You're either going to go through the gates of heaven or you're either going to go through the gates of hell. Now right here he said, you enter in at the narrow gate, amen, which leadeth to life eternal. But the broad way, where does it leading to? The bald road is leading to hell. And notice what he said. He said there's going to be many on that broad way. Amen. The Bible tells us that Jesus uh, has had to broaden the way, uh, uh, amen, since the beginning of time because uh, there's so many on it, amen, uh, and headed down to hell this morning. Uh, how many believe there's more today uh, that's headed to hell than they are to heaven this morning? Uh, why? Now, that is a choice, uh, the wrong choice that they have made this morning. Uh, so we have a choice this morning, Tracy, uh, either to get on a straight and narrow which is the way to eternal life, or get on the broad way, which leads down to hell. Uh, that's not my choice this morning. Uh, that's your choice this morning. Uh, I've done made my choice this morning. Uh, I made it a long time ago, hey man. Uh, I'm not going to hell. Uh, no people cannot make me go to hell. Uh, people cannot Paul, talk about me bad enough to go to hell. People cannot judge me to go to hell. Uh, let me tell you something this morning, my friend. Uh, I'm nobody's judge and you're nobody's judge. Uh, and we better wake up and realize that that time is running out. Hey, man, you don't know your destiny. Gola, you don't know your destiny. Tim, you don't know your destiny. April, you don't know your destiny. We think we do, don't we? We think we know what we're going to do tomorrow. We think we know what we're going to do next week. We think we know where we're going to eat Christmas dinner at. We think we know where we're going to spend Christmas. That's right, Mark. We can plan for it, but we need to look out because we don't know our destiny. I'm sure the neighbor out the road got up yesterday morning and he had different plans for Christmas. You see what I'm saying? I have said that to say this. You need to make sure that you know where your destiny is going to end at. You don't know it. You can't live good enough to get to heaven. If you get to heaven, it's going to be on the grace of God this morning. Now, will you judge me or I judge you? That don't mount the hill of me. Why does people spend time wasting to do that this morning? Amen. Why do people spend so much time uh, looking at somebody else uh, instead of looking at their self and looking to Jesus Christ uh, and see what kind of relationship uh, we've got with him this morning? See, we've got a personal, you better have a personal relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. If you don't have, uh, this world will eat you up and spit you out. Christianity, Christianity is not something for the weak and the feeble this morning. You've got to be strong when you get in this 
That's why Paul said, uh, that's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord uh, and in the power of his might. Uh, that's why he said, put on the whole armor of God uh, that we may be able to stand against the trial tricks of the devil. Uh, my friend, if you're not going through a storm, uh, you either dead or asleep, amen, uh, this morning because we all go through these storms. All go through these storms. So which road are you on? You've got a choice this morning. A choice to get on the broad way or a choice to get on the narrow way. Let's go on before time runs out. And then verse 15, notice what he said. He said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Do you think there's false prophets today? Do you believe that? Boy, there's a lot of people believe that. So we know that, don't we? But we need to listen. You remember what I read? Jesus said he just got ears to hear. Let him hear. It's only my job to preach it this morning. It's your job to do with your life what you want to do with it. If I can make that choice this morning, Tim, if it was my choice to make, everybody that's not a Christian, maybe maybe everybody is in here, I don't know, but if they're not, if it was my choice, you would be. If it was my choice, everybody would be Christian. Amen. Amen. Instead of enlarging hell, <laughs> Jesus would start enlarging heaven. Amen. Amen. But you see, it's not my choice this morning. That's a choice between you and God this morning. So he said, Beware of false prophets which come to you and sheep clothes, but inwardly they are raving wolves. You remember what Jesus said over St. John's Gospel, chapter 10, 10? You remember what he said? He said, The enemy is come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If you got ears to hear, listen this morning. Jesus said the devil has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Now, I can preach for a week on that, but I just want to hit a note or two on it this morning, Mike. Do you think that the devil, well, there's more ways that the devil or people can kill you than just shooting you there's more ways to die than a physical death. So I think what Jesus was referring to in John 10, 10, he's come to steal your salvation. He's come to kill you. Not only, he will kill you physically if you listen to him, but kill you spiritually. And he's out to destroy every one of you. Don't you think not for one second any of you is above the devil's approaches. Amen. Amen. Does anybody never have a battle with Satan? Does, Satan, does, does Satan? Is anybody in here Satan don't never bother? If they is, raise your hand. Raise your hand if Satan don't never bother you. But the devil, and let me let me just take a minute and talk to you. Christmas is here coming up. Amen. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful and you listen to the devil, you'll have you will just have a terrible Christmas. 
You'll, that's miserable time, Brother Mark. You will. You know why you will? Because the devil is going to try to see to that. Amen. He'll, well, he, what, he, what the devil will do, <laughs> he'll get in, Tim, he'll get into families. He'll start family. Disagreements on what to eat and where to go and what to buy and this and that. Does anybody believe that? There'll be families get so mad at one another they won't show up at Christmas dinner. Of course, you can't make me mad enough that I won't show up. But what I'm saying saying is the devil will try to do anything and everything he can to get your mind off from the reason for Christmas. The real reason. He'll do anything and everything. So be aware of him. And most of all, and people, I see people today, Tim, that is allowing, the devil can't do nothing if you're a Christian. The devil cannot do nothing to you if you're a Christian. He can't. He might come and gum you to try to gum you, but he can't bite you, you know. Because, but he will take away your joy of Christmas. Amen? He'll take away your joy if you let him. Now, I have done seen a few and heard of a few, <laughs> and some of them in my own family, it's already, he's already trying to do it, you know. He's already trying to do it. But the devil don't want you to be happy. Do you know it? And so, if you're not happy, if you're not happy after you hearing this this morning, it's your fault because you've allowed the devil to take away your joy. He's got your mind drawn away from everything that's possible. And if he can't get you one way, he'll try another. Do you know it? But church, this Christmas, let's keep Chris, Chris Christ in Christmas. Let's just, when you see the devil and you feel the devil coming to your family or somebody, just say, let's pray about this. The devil's trying to get in. The devil's trying to mess it up. Well, he's come to kill, to steal, and he'll take away your joy. When he takes away your joy, you're the most miserable person in the world. Hey, man. Everybody smiles. Look at somebody and smile this morning. <laughs> oh, you look a whole lot better than you did when I started here this morning. So he said, beware. He went on down there and he said, ye shall know them by their fruits. Come in, get her grapes of thorns or figs or thistles. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth bad fruit. Oh, I misrepresented that, didn't I? Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth what? Evil fruit. Now, we know good fruit and evil fruit, don't we? And I've said a lot of times, I'm not going to pick on Sheila. I picked on her last Wednesday night over there. She said, ah, well, she didn't mind it. She did, though. <laughs> I can tell the look she is giving me. I'm just kidding. But never good for, I've said many times, you take 
you take a, a bushel of apples, good apples, but you put one rotten apple starting to rot down in the middle of them, and you go back in two weeks, what do you think you're going to find? It's going to rot the whole basket, isn't it? So he said, <laughs> now he is referring to us this morning, church, is what he's getting the point. One bad person in a group of good people, if we don't get that one out, we'll destroy the whole thing. You say, Ralph, that's a hard saying. Jesus said it, not me. So he said, he said, so a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It's just that simple and just that plain. Every tree, listen to this, that bringeth forth good fruit, or every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. What do you think he's talking about there? He's talking about us this morning. If we bring forth bad fruit and not good fruit, and he said every bad fruit is going to be hewn down and cast into hell. My friend, there's a time of coming this morning uh, that you're going to stand before God and you're going to be judged, hey man. You're going to give an account. Uh, you ain't going to give an account what I've said about you or somebody else said about you. You're going to give an account for yourself this morning and not for somebody else. Absolutely. So he said every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, by their fruits, who's he talking about? He's talking about us. Therefore, by our fruit, we are known by the fruits that we bear today. Therefore, ye shall know them by their fruits. Are we letting our lives shine? Are we bringing forth good fruits in our life? Are we coming to church? Are we loving one another, praying for one another? Are we a visiting sick and the shut in? Are we reaching out and lending a helping hand to those that need helping? Are we doing that? Are you praying for your pastor? <laughs> Are you praying for your pastor? Are you trying to or are you trying to take him down? Are you praying for one another, your brothers and sisters? Or are you trying to take them down? The Bible said we need to pray for one another. Why do you think the Bible said we need to pray for one another? Somebody answer that this morning. Well, what does it say we need to really pray for one another? That, that's a good thing, Mark, but why do we need to pray for one another? God said to. Why did God say to? Because we need each other. Did he just say pray for certain ones? We need to pray for one another. Why? Because there's not a one of us in here that's perfect this morning. Not a one of us is perfect this morning. John, are you perfect? He's my brother and he's not perfect. What do I need to do with him? Is he not listening to the pastor? We need to pray for 
But sometimes, sometimes we know more than what God said and what the Word of God said. We think we know. The Bible said over in John, search the Scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life. He said, but I'll tell you who has eternal life is those that will do the will of my Father which is in heaven. Give God a hand of praise this morning. Hallelujah. It's them that does the will of your Father which is in heaven. Well, let me get on down here. In verse 21, listen to this. This is where I picked the message at down in verse 23 that I've been building up to the finishing. Jesus said, now this was Jesus speaking, finishing up the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he or she that what? Doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You got ear to hear. Did you hear that? You enter into heaven... Not because who you are, but it's because you've done the will of the Father which is in heaven. That's pretty good stuff, ain't it? In verse 22 it said, Many will say to me, uh-oh, Many will say to me <laughs> in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Boy, they're really telling Jesus, they're going to be people really tell Jesus in that day. Hey, man. Oh, I'm feeling something here. Can you imagine standing before Jesus in that day and telling him just how good you are? Oh, Lord. I've been out, I've cast devils out in your name, I've fed the hunger, Lord, I've visited the sick, Lord, I've done everything. You remember the story over there, forgetting out just where it's at, but where the Pharisee and the sinner went up into church to, together, you remember the old sinner stood way off over here, the Pharisee stood way off over there. You remember what he told Jesus when his prayer he said, Lord, he said, I pay tithe of all that I own. Lord, I do this and Lord, I do that. Lord, I fast two, twice a week. Uh, oh, Lord, look at, look at me, Lord. Telling God how good he was. Do you ever try to tell God how good you are? God, God remember me, I done this. Oh, God, remember me. I prayed for Paul. God, remember me? God, <laughs> God, remember me, Vince? I went out there and helped him. God, I went out and helped him. Sure as sheep. God, didn't charge him a thing. God, you remember me? God, you remember me? And the sinner. After he got through his long prayer telling Jesus how good he was, and then the sinner wasn't even standing much as look up, but he spalled on his breast. And he said, Lord, forgive me. I am a sinner. 
Jesus said to the disciples, he said, Now which one of them you think went on to their home justified or forgiven? I'll tell you the one went home was a sinner. He knew he was a sinner, and the Pharisees hadn't realized that he was a hypocrite. Amen. Jesus said, Here, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. But listen to when you get done telling Jesus how good you are. Listen, now notice Jesus is going to listen to you. Ain't you know what the Bible says? Jesus will listen to you. But then when you get done speaking, look what Jesus said. And he said, and then, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. The saddest word that you'll ever hear when you stand before God is depart from me. But the most precious word that you'll ever all hear is son, daughter, welcome in. Ain't that got a ring to it? So you have a choice. You have a choice this morning. Not only you that's here, but those of you watching in. All you have to do, the Bible says, was believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins. But not just believe, there's more to it than just believing. You've got to confess your sins to the Lord. Some preachers and some people makes it so hard for a sinner to get saved that they don't they they just don't think there's no way to get saved. But it's simple this morning. Why make it hard? When Jesus said, Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I know I'm a sinner, Lord. I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, come into my heart and forgive me. And Jesus can't lie. If you're serious, he said he would come in. I've heard people say, well, I just don't believe. And people get sick and get down. I just don't believe they can get saved. Well, I'm not one of them don't believe it. I know better. I know better. So the Bible says, and that's why, that's why, <laughs> Brother Mark, that's why when I do somebody's funeral, in whatever kind of life they've lived, it's not for me to judge them when they stand before God. Because I don't know. And nobody else knows. I've heard people say, well, they went to hell, boy, they had a wreck, you know, and they went to hell. How do they know that? How do they know that? How do they know they didn't have just a minute just 15 seconds. And why don't they listen to what the Word of God said? He said, Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How long does that take? Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me. The singers come forth this morning. I want you to stand and bow your head with us.